You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watched work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run it back for the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning and welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Monday morning and it means it is LSU week. Well, it doesn't have as much pop and excitement as it normally does, but nevertheless, still enough excitement around the Alabama Crimson Tide and the LSU Tigers that you can get excited about another big game uh, in this COVID-19 crazy mixed-up world shortened season. Uh, But the Alabama Crimson Tide coming off of a bye week. We'll be breaking down uh, what they did, how they did, and are they ready to play? Are they ready to take on the LSU Tigers? Uh, And with the line opening where it did and over-under, do you get a little excited? Or are you kind of bored? Call me and let me know. Let me hear from you. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. Open for you to talk about what you like to talk about. The good, bad, and ugly from the weekend uh, outside of Alabama. A lot of good things happening. Some ugly things happening around the college football world. A few bad things as well. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, the Tongue of Valor has had a big weekend. We can talk about that. Also, Minka in the NFL. I want to definitely get to him and how well he's playing uh, at the next level. We'll have that conversation. What will LSU do at quarterback? Um, all of those topics and more are up. And like I said, you can call and get in on it at the Taco Casa Hotline. Quality, taste, and value. Under the biggest cactus in town, six. Uh, location in Tuscaloosa, West Alabama, to better serve you one up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive. So where you're looking for a great option for lunch and lunch or dinner, Taco Casa can take care of that for you. Uh, and you can find them online at tacocasa.com. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Taking time to, today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today um from a non-sports related side of things uh we do have a projected president uh in biden so uh but we also have a president uh, president elect in biden and we have a current president who is uh fighting those results and we'll see what happens with that um i think i can't remember which former president said that biden has a right to uh, be celebrating his victory, but he also believes that uh, Trump has a right to contest based on the way things played out. But either way, regardless of which way you voted, which way it goes, we are to be the United States of America. So it's going to be interesting to see if we can live up to the United part uh, now that we're apparently in a transition. All right, let's get back to sports. Uh, if you want to talk about it, once again, the Taco Casa hotline is open for business. So give me a call, 205-342-9904. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. Having a good good day. Had a good weekend. Ready to get LSU weeks kicked off. Um, from all of your, at least under the Saban era, is this like the 
the least excited LSU week you've had in a while? Uh, well, I'd have to think about it, but but it's probably up there as far as least excited. But uh, every LSU week is big. We, we we know they've got talent on their team. Yeah, they've had this dysfunction this year, but they've still got some ta- they've still got some talent on their team to contend with. Yeah, and here's here's the, here's what's kind of funny, Joe. Uh, fans, we look at it from different ways. Um, of course, uh, amongst I think really and truly in the Saban era, this LSU game is their biggest rival. Uh, from from not just from it being because Saban was there and came from there to here uh, and the hatred there. You start looking at the makeup of the team, how many kids grew up in Louisiana. You start looking at the impact of this game uh, and what it's meant uh, overall uh, from who takes this game goes on to 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 most likely represent the West. So SEC championships are on the line, and we know most of the time whoever represents the West from the SEC uh, also goes on to represent in the BCS or pre-BCS, BCS, and uh, the um, uh, college football playoffs. So I think uh, even though for us as fans, it may not be as big a deal uh, because we're thinking, hey, we're going to take care of this team and win this game, I would say from a player standpoint, they're probably just as engaged. Certainly, I mean they, 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 these guys. I mean, obviously, they know that LSU's been struggling this year. But uh, all the guys that are on the team have had th- two or three or four uh, very cl- close and competitive games with LSU. I'm sure they're taking this pretty seriously. Absolutely, and when you have a team, yeah, LSU has been down uh, compared to what they were uh, last year and um, and in recent years. But one thing you know is that Orgeron has recruited well, so there's a lot of talent there, and they're coming off of a bye week, Joe. So you have to be ready if you're Alabama just because um, um, you're looking at it from the standpoint of what do they change? They're a desperate team. Who's going to be a quarterback? Who they? Who, what have they moved? What what trick plays? So it's 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 a lot to 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 stay engaged with this week, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about that and create a forum where the Bama fans can can talk about it. C.J. Watson said, "I usually feel good about Bama LSU down in Baton Rouge, even when LSU is on top of the their game. I think Bama has a better winning percentage there." Uh, then at Bryant Denny, the road team often seems to play better in this series. This is definitely a, uh, especially for Alabama. When I was playing at Alabama, I know that we had not lost in Baton Rouge starting with 1969. Uh, the home team had won like virtually every, I mean, the road team had won like virtually every game uh, with the exception maybe of one or two wins uh, by us at Bryant Denny, but we didn't lose. I know for over 20 years and it's been 10 years, I think since Alabama lost there, something like that. It's kind of crazy how lopsided that series is. And Joe, that would set up to be the perfect time for Alabama to lay an egg or LSU to play lights out. Because as you mentioned earlier, uh, they may not be playing very well, but they still have a a lot of talent uh, and, Maybe the bye week gets them back on track. So um, let's go ahead and get to Pat uh, before we move on to some good, bad, and ugly. I got several things from the weekend I want to get through. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Good, good morning, Martin. Uh, Ed says that's where dreams go to die. Did you know that? Who said that? Ed Ogeron. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's what he claimed. That. I mean, then. I don't know where he doesn't say mention anything about it that being brand Danny West, but oh, uh, <laughs> hey, but hey, I mean, so hey, but my question for you this morning is, how important is this for not only? And I'm not talking about current players on Alabama's uh, 2020 recruiting, but current players at LSU, projected players at LSU and projected players around the SEC. This is an extremely, extremely important that we go down there and stomp a mud hole in him. 
I Do mean, you not agree with me? Yeah, anytime uh, you play LSU in Baton Rouge from an Alabama standpoint, uh, it is definitely a, a big game because you know we we have pulled so many players from uh, from Baton Rouge area. So uh, definitely a big game in that sense, and uh, with it being a national game, then it also pulls. Uh, more eyes as well, so I, I definitely agree yeah. with you there. Yeah, because well, Mason Smith, I mean, he's still a uh, uh, big-time recruit as far as our defensive line goes, and uh, that, hey, with Kirby losing, I mean, looks like the program's falling apart over there at quarterback and everything else that he's got. That uh, Does that not also bode well for Alabama's recruiting? And, and hey, because they they uh, picked up some players there that we thought we had a shot at. Well, I, I don't know that, you know, uh, it's just really based on who's left on the board and what's the message been. Uh, if Kirby has been honest with the kids, hey, uh, I can't guarantee you any playing time, but, hey, if you come here, you have a chance to fight for a playing time and you're the guy who can get help get us over the top, we're not quite there yet. Well, this weekend may actually help Georgia. Uh, so you, you just never know. You, you never know uh, what's going to make a guy or a kid recruit, like get choose a school. Um, my personal experience, and I know people have heard it, but relevant at this, this moment, I was an Auburn guy. I loved Auburn and and had never even seen Alabama play. And the first time I saw them play, they had two fullbacks, Bo Wright, Doug Allen. And I realized they both were seniors. Uh, the first time I saw them play, Alabama got drummed by Florida. And my uh, attention immediately flipped. Uh, I still went to Auburn games. Uh, I still liked Auburn. But I immediately became interested in playing for Alabama. And – um, it had never even been to Tuscaloosa. So, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I it, yeah. was, it was when Bryant Denny was being the, uh, one side of Bryant Denny was being added and all the games were in Birmingham. So you just never know what's going to flip a recruit, uh, and what you think may, uh, cause guys to not want to go there may actually cause some of them to want to go. So we have to yeah. just play that by ear, but, yeah. uh, Kirby has some issues, um, <laughs> At, yeah. at Georgia in the quarterback room, uh, yeah. and I don't and I, know that I don't know that next year resolves it. Uh, from what I saw with Malachi, uh, and and I mean the the kid that uh, I, I don't even remember his name, number two for Georgia, Dewan Mathis, uh, huh? Dewan Mathis, Dewan Mathis. Mathis. Uh, um, yeah. I, the, the the kid doesn't seem like he was ready to play, but that's who they had deemed as the starter. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. I just like I said, I don't know uh, what, what what Kirby has going on over there. I think he he's botched his quarterback room uh, since he didn't handle the what well, I, I don't have a problem with the way he handled it, but the the choice that he made with uh, Fields and uh, in the quarterback situation at that time. I think it's still haunting him now. So we'll see what yeah. happens. All right. And, uh, and, and one more quick road. question about the Irish and Noah Clemson. If a quarterback was healthy enough to be there with his mask down numerous times, I saw the camera on him with his mask down talking to other players. And if he was healthy enough to be there, why wasn't he quarterbacking? And why isn't the national media saying anything about that stupid bunch of Irish Catholics up there or uh, being out on the field face-to-face and and shoulder-to-shoulder, jumping up and down, hollering and hooping? Well, first of all, really quick, let me answer the – Trevor Lawrence thing, and Joe, you can add to this if you if you have another any additional information. It's not Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was past COVID infection, uh, Pat. That's the, what I would have thought. The ACC, but the ACC has some type of heart monitor test that he has to take. The results of that would Dabo knew that even though last Sunday, even though Trevor may be finished with that the result of the test would not be back in time for him to play. Uh, and oh, I'm assuming they're, okay. they're, they're 
checking the the cardiomyopathy or uh, you know. Oh, well, I, got, this, I got you. That thing that's that, worried about on certain. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm assuming that's why they have that. So he had to not just get past COVID where he was not infected and testing negative. He also had to get that test back. So, right. so what you saw on the sideline was a guy who was post COVID wearing a mask, probably so he wouldn't be deemed a, a villain this week. But the right. reality of it is, he was he was not uh, infected. He was not contagious yeah. on Saturday. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. All right, well, All hey, right. but what about what about them campus? <laughs> well, I can tell you, Notre Dame. I woke up uh, when it was forty-seven to forty. I woke back up and saw the last series by Clemson. Then I saw the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish run out on the field, and I said, "Oh, super spreader event," or Maybe not since we've now got a president. Anyway, I'll close on yeah. that, Pat. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly my point. All right. Hey, have a blessed day, Martin. He says you're doing a great job. <laughs> have a blessed day. All right. Coming back on the other side, we'll get Lake Martin, John, uh, and Robert from Mobile. Uh, the phone lines are open. Give us a call, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show, the San Alabama Sports, your show, your team, on your home for Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a good Monday morning to you. No active wrecks. Traffic moving well with no delays or issues. But if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. 205-886-8886. November is Savings Month at Townsend Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. A warm November day today, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high for this afternoon around 80. For tonight, becoming mostly cloudy, the low at 67. Tomorrow and Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers both days. Maybe a thunderstorm in spots, highs between 75 and 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Big weekend for a lot of folk. Big weekend coming up for Alabama versus LSU. C.J. Watson giving out a few more stats. Uh, Alabama won, has won like uh, in the last 50 years. Uh, have won all but like two or three games down in Baton Rouge. And Nick Saban was the one that was like a 30-year streak, and I think Nick Saban was a coach when that streak was broken. So uh, things don't look good or bolt well for LSU anytime Alabama travels down to Baton Rouge. This should be no different as Alabama opened as a 22-point favorite. 22 points, three touchdown favorites over the defending national champions and a 74.5 over under. Um, Had a poll question up. Is that line too high in terms of the 22 points? Right now, 30% saying yes, 70% saying no, not too high. I may feel a little different about the 74.5 because that that requires LSU to get uh, significant points. And I'm not sure that they have figured out what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball down in Baton Rouge as they have a quarterback decision to make. Will Brennan be back? And if not, will they start Finley or will they start Johnson? Finley started the last two games for LSU, one win against South Carolina, an absolute nightmare performance against Auburn. Johnson came off the bench. Both are freshmen. 
Will they give Johnson a nod and see how he handles the starting position, uh, the starting opportunity? Uh, we'll talk about that as we move throughout the week. If they do, what does that mean? But we got a couple callers on the phones. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can call the Taco Casa hotline as well. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Let's go to Lake Martin. John, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing well, and you? Doing great. You know, I was trying to think. I can't remember the last time that I can remember a defending national champion being a three-touchdown underdog the year <laughs> after. Wow, my goodness, how far they fall. Yeah, so, well, it's not just a, it's, it's a defending national champion in the SEC uh, yeah. in a recruiting um, hotbed, uh, a program that's, you know, it's one thing for, like, I remember uh, when Georgia Tech – um, snuck up and won uh, a split a national title. I think it was with Notre Dame in like '89 or something like that. I thought that, it was Colorado, different. huh? I thought it was Colorado they split with. It, it, it may be. I, I don't remember who it was. I know Notre Dame, Colorado were both good back in those days. I'm not sure. That's why I said I'm not sure who it was with. But they split it, and um, and and so them the next year wouldn't have been a surprise. Because they right. were not a powerhouse. They 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 had recruited, you know, uh, and, and got to that point. But LSU has been consistently a good program. Uh, and, man, the way they're getting drummed this year, really, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it speaks more to how good Saban and Dabo uh, and, and, and even, even though – this year, his quarterback is off Georgia, but especially Saban and Dabo, as far as because they've reached the highest level, how good they yeah. are or how potentially bad Orgeron may be. Did he catch lightning in a bottle last year even more than we realized? Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder that, kind of like Auburn did with uh, Cam Newton, but I don't yeah. know. It is kind of embarrassing, you know, with the SEC uh, falling like that. But I wouldn't go with the uh, over either. Um, I just, I just don't see them putting up that many points. But uh, one of the things that we were discussing last week, I wanted to. You were talking about how to pronounce the quarterback at Clemson's name, and I just wanted to <clears throat> give you an example of. Uh, a great example of the one Jerry Glanville, if you remember him. Yes. He was head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he got, he recruited a kicker named Donald Igwe Buike. And uh, in his first sports talk radio show, after he recruited him, they said, well, how do you pronounce your kicker's name? Without missing a lick, he just said Donald. So uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe that will work for the Clemson quarterback, too, just call him by his first name. But uh Appreciate it. I don't. I wanted to find out if we were ranked number one. Uh, yes. I don't like being number one during the season because of the target on your back. Have the polls come out? Yes, we're uh, Alabama's number one uh, in the uh, AP poll, sitting at number one uh, <clears throat> with uh, one thousand five hundred and forty-seven points. Notre Dame. Um, is number two with 1,464 points. Ohio State is third, 1,449. And Clemson is fourth with 1,355 points. So Clemson did not fall out the top four. I had felt like they wouldn't if it was a close game, uh, which kind of sets up what I had talked about, like Martin John, uh, if Notre Dame wins this game and they are um, they jump up and then Clemson uh, right and then they rematch and Clemson has Trevor Lawrence and it's a similar type game you know last possession um, overtime type of thing with Trevor Lawrence do those teams just swap if they both remain in the top four and I uh-huh. think it's set up to do just that. Um, because right now, uh, teams that I w- you would look at to have a legit shot of unseating one of those uh, right now, Texas A&M at five, Florida at six, 
Of course, Florida would get in there if they go on and win and then beat Alabama. If Alabama beats them, they're out. Uh, Texas A&M could be the, the one that could get in based on Clemson blowing out Notre Dame or Notre Dame beating Clemson. Uh, then you have Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think they're going to get in over those four guys with one loss. You have BYU at number eight. They're doing some really good things. They absolutely annihilated uh, uh, top 25-ranked Boise State uh, this past weekend. Uh, Miami's still sitting there with one loss. It's a very interesting thing how far down Miami is, considering that their their one loss was to Clemson. And then Indiana uh, rounds out the top 10. Right now, Oregon is the highest-ranked Pac-12 team. They're sitting at uh, 11. I think some of the teams in front of them are going to have to lose for Oregon to get up uh, into that conversation, but I guess it is possible. Well, listen, uh, there's a lot of football to be played, and it's just uh, I'm 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 getting uh, I'm getting excited. It took a while for the COVID year to sink in, but (laughs) it's uh, just with Clemson uh, going down. I'm I'm getting really excited, so. Appreciate the show. Y'all keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, Robert from Mobile. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, it's going good. I, we definitely owe uh, LSU a total boat beating uh, this weekend, especially after <laughs> we overdrawn acted during that uh, after last year's game. Yeah, I think, I, I think the Alabama players want revenge for last year. Uh, Greg, so the revenge tour was uh, uh, is uh, now under officially underway. Uh, again, Auburn gets to be the next one to get the boat beating. I'm not so sure about the 22 points. That's pretty huge spread, even for uh, as bad as LSU is this year. But we'll see. Well, yeah, uh, you're saying you're not. You think that may be a little high? Well, only because our defense can uh, get that. You know. Uh, last garbage touchdown streak in them where they let them score touchdown at the end of the game. They shouldn't score. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I just – does LSU – I guess to me it's, it's based on who's at quarterback. Um, when you look at the uh, – is Brennan – and I don't think – if I'm Ed Orgeron, I'm not telling you anything. Uh, but is Orgeron um, – is Brennan going to be available? Uh, and if he has to play those two freshmen, um, I think that, that the 22 is easily achieved because I think Alabama's offense is going to, you know, get keep the streak of 35 points or more going, uh, you know, for what, week 19 or 20 or something like that. Uh, and I just don't see this LSU offense. Man, they look bad. Bad, bad, bad. Auburn's defense this year is not great, and they look like with Finley at quarterback, they didn't have a clue. And then Johnson came in. Of course, the game was over, and he didn't like he had a clue either. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, Robert. But I I, I think the 22 is safe. I'm not sure if the 74 uh, over is is achievable just because, you know, you need both teams scoring significant points. If Alabama scores – 50, you still need LSU scoring three touchdowns, and I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's amazing how LSU goes, the pendulums keep swinging with them. I see when uh, we first, uh, in Baton Rouge, the first last time we played, I mean, was how is LSU going to score? And they yeah. did. Then the, this <laughs> last year, it's how are we going to stop LSU from scoring? And we didn't. Right. <laughs> now LSU is back up. How are they going to score again? It's just yeah. it's amazing that kind of a pendulum swing with the team. Yeah, and when that pendulum swings like that, that tells me that there may be something amiss in the recruiting process or the philosophy when you have that big of swings. And like I said, they caught they caught lightning in a bottle last year. Uh, you can't deny it. And, you know, uh, I've asked the question before, but it's probably one of those offseason questions if LSU ends up tanking uh, as bad down the stretch as they have the first part. Which one was the biggest lightning in the bottle? Was it Cam Newton at Auburn or Joe Burrows at, at LSU? Um, really? Auburn yeah. didn't fall this bad. Do I? Cam. Auburn didn't fall this bad even after Cam Newton. 
Right. <laughs> so that lets you know uh, just how uh, big of a player, playmaker and philosophy. And it wasn't just Joe Burrows with LSU. I think LSU got hit a little bit more with the success and the attrition of the, the junior, the juniors leaving uh, more than Auburn did. It wasn't as big a thing back then uh, where guys were just jumping ship and uh, do you add COVID in and kind of filter it. But either way, it's, it's amazing where they fall into. Uh, thanks, uh, Robert. Appreciate you calling in. You got anything else before we go? Oh, yeah. R- real quick, uh, the um, Clemson still have a chance to, to, to win their conference. That shows you what the SEC needs to do. I mean, this division business has been just nothing but a pain in the butt for, for, for the longest time. Again, you lose your best team as a fluke and lose the game. They shouldn't be out of their conference championship a possibility. And then and wait the ACC has done it. Well, Clemson, guess what? Clemson's not out. If they were if this was if they were in the SEC, Clemson would be out. And hoping Notre Dame loses twice, with like Alabama has been multiple times. It's dumb right. and we need to get rid of we need to stop ours as well from being out. And uh get it real quick on uh you got I don't want to go too much on politics on the election. I think uh I think you just can't tell people the whole count and then the shenanigans are allowed in an election that makes it feel low. How can we have confidence in this system now? I no longer do. All right, man, good talking with you. Appreciate you. All right, yeah, you know, votes count. And then, of course, uh, there is there are a lot of questionable things that have happened uh, around uh, this election. Uh, but we're going to move on from that conversation. Unless you want to talk about it, you're, you're welcome to do that. Uh, I won't. I won't cut you off. Won't shut you down. We got Super Joe on the phone line who wants to talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, a couple things happening around the SEC uh, when it comes to. I mean, around the nation when it comes to football this past weekend, both NFL and college. Alabama players making some noise uh, at the next level, as well as former Alabama players making some noise at their new school. We'll talk about that more right here on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a good Monday morning to you. No active wrecks, traffic moving well with no delays or issues. But if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. 205-886-8886. November is savings month at Townsend Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
You're back in with the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. I was just thinking during the break, uh, Joe, Clemson, Notre Dame, big-time showdown. Um, Notre Dame could have won that game going away in regulation uh, if you go back and watch the game. Uh, uh, They left at least uh, a potential easy 11 points on the field, uh, getting a, a motion. Uh, with fourth and one at like the one and a half, maybe uh, book fumbles going into the end zone. They missed a chip shot field goal. Several things that, that could have gone different differently, and we wouldn't have had that conversation. But Joe, this is the question I have for you. We'll, we'll save this conversation, but you know what? One of my first thoughts was when they rushed the field. You uh, talking about COVID? Well, I thought about COVID. You know, I thought, wow. Man, this is definitely not social distancing going on. But after that, I thought, oh, my goodness, what would happen if it di- really did? There really was an outbreak and the Notre Dame players had to miss a couple games. How would they play that brutal. in the ACC? That'd be brutal. You you uh, you have your number <laughs> one team pretty much probably to have to take some forfeits or so. That'd be awful, but kind of kind of funny. Uh, do what now? But it'd also be kind of, kind of funny. Would that not be, like, uh, unbelievably, like, oh, would, that would explain COVID-19 in a nutshell. Notre Dame finally, you know, since 1990 beats a top-ranked team and whatever. Uh, it's been forever since they've really beat a, a really good team at home. And they finally do it. And then, of course, because their fans are so excited, they rush the field. And then there's an outbreak amongst the players. I guess, they, I guess I, mean, we'll have I, to, I literally thought about that. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll have to see if uh, anything comes out with those guys. If, uh, if they get through the week without having anybody test positive. Because you never know. Obviously, the fans, you, you want to assume they're all negative. But you never really know. Right. Well, I can tell you it was so funny. I said that to someone, Joe, and they said, well, Martin, the, the president election has been called. So we're, we're, we're on the downside of COVID. <laughs> so we'll have either a vaccine or a cure within the next couple of weeks. But, buddy, they were Republicans, so help but, <laughs> but make fun of it. But I did think that was that would be just so ironic. And I do need to say something earlier. Pat used a derogatory term kind of toward the, the 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 Catholics. I don't feel that way about the Catholics, so and I did not address it. I talked about you know several things, but I did want to make sure uh, that that uh, I tried not to to, to use name calling uh, personally for sure, but definitely when it, when I think it was out of bounds. And Pat may went a little out of bounds on that one. Let's get to to Super Joe uh, and. His comments, Super Joe, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Oh, man, everything all good, man. But I should actually got to say, I am broke for no Nola Dame. That joker played. That joker played with his name. He may not be all that raw talent, but that joker played with his from full heart. I got to give that. And, and I'll tell you right now, I said Nola Dame, they're on, they on the little fire and stuff. But everybody's talking about, you know, when well, you know we didn't have Trevor Lawrence, that doesn't make no difference. The defense better take some responsibility, too. I'm sorry, well, boy. Ain't, well, ain't no one player going to indicate no game. Well, well, Super Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Notre Dame. And, Joe, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. The thing that I saw different about this Notre Dame team that uh, they did not have um, when they played Alabama a couple years ago is that their defense, their defense shut down Etienne up the middle. And their offensive line moved Clemson's defensive line. And it, it starts in the trenches. He did. And about, I, one thing what I do you think you know, about that, Joe? Yeah, I thought about that. So, you know, I said Clemson has got a chance of winning that ball game. I said, and it, and it was a better ball game than I thought. And I say this, you know, I'm gonna say this though. You know, they say they Clemson. It's not possible for them to beat no Clemson. It's not possible for Notre Dame to beat Clemson again. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> oh yes, oh. It, yes it is. And, and I'll tell you right now. And even a Florida Gator fan told me that we when we beat Georgia, we beat the life out of Georgia. And apparently that was very much the case come this past Saturday. <laughs> well, I, I definitely think that the Notre Dame team that won Saturday uh, is good enough to beat a Trevor Lawrence um, uh, Clemson team. I, I mean, 
If it, I wouldn't have said that before seeing them, but like I said, the physicality in which Notre Dame played in that game um, on the defense, it couldn't get anything up the middle in the running game. They started using them a lot in the passing game and things like that. Um, but and then, like I said, Notre Dame's the offensive line was moving around, and Clemson's young up front. They have two true freshmen playing in the defense. I mean, they're they're full-grown men, but they're still young. And that experienced Notre Dame team, offensive line kind of did their thing. And Ian Book extended plays. He moved around in the pocket. Uh, he took some tough – I mean, some hits. He, they, I mean, they played a perfect game. All right, Super Joe, you got anything else for me? Yeah, yeah but right now, so far, have you heard anything I'm more on Trey Sanders? I have not heard anything, uh, and some of our listeners may not be aware. I have not heard anything else. I'll let Super Joe, res- I mean, uh, I'll let uh, Joe respond if he has. But uh, for those who don't know, um, young Alabama running back Trey Sanders was in a car wreck. Um, don't know the extent of the injuries. Uh, it happened on Friday, but he was injured enough that, you know, they listed him. Mean, he was hospitalized, but in stable condition. Joe, do you have an update, or have you heard anything else? No, that's the last I have. Is just that he's still in the, that he's in the hospital with non life threatening injuries. Yeah, which which typically means he's injured, but not you know. I mean, I just I hate that for the young man because he was actually uh, you know stepping up and uh, had had got to play a little bit more and and showed a little bit about a little bit of what he had said you know, that could get him to Heisman. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's not just because there's a big gap between life-threatening and career. Hopefully it's neither one. Right, right. You know, I don't, that's right. Two, two things that bother me, the career and the injury and the season injury. You know, that's two things, you know, I, I, hate, I hate those. But I look at like this on the other hand, you know, we got two running backs. What's the, what's the, what's the other two running backs, those freshman running backs we got um, right now? Rodell, the, go ahead. McKellen McClellan and you know and other guys said, you know what, honestly, you know, it's gonna probably they're gonna have they're gonna probably have their chances against LSU and Kentucky. So, you know how they, we do we are quick on the next man up and you know and, and that's just a part of it sometime and and I believe like I said, you know, we should be able to handle LSU and I don't think it's gonna be much of a problem. I believe we're gonna go beyond the spread. So okay. you know, I don't I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a game, I've had one side game for Alabama, as long as we don't take LSU lightly and roll tight. Road Tide. Thanks, Super Joe. Coming back on the other side, we'll put the finishing touches on this edition of the Martin Houston Show. We'll do a kind of little round-robin around uh, the SEC, the nation, and uh, the NFL right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking good on our Monday morning. No wrecks and traffic moving well. Some minor congestion on Culver Road from Goodrich Traffic. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call. November is Savings Month at Towns of Nissan with extra rebates and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning. North Alabama Republican Congressman Mo Brooks vowing not to vote to ratify Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the next president and vice president. He told WBNN Radio in Athens the election was stolen by Democrats who twisted the voting process in their favor. Brooks claims states do not have the authority to change federal election laws. For the seventh straight week, UA student cases had dropped below the 100 positive test mark. 56 reported this last week. Don Hurtley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or or custom-shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The 
sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, let's have a Monday edition of Good, Bad, and Ugly from the weekend. Of course, Alabama not playing. Uh, so hopefully they had a nice week um, in terms of uh, looking at uh, getting rested, getting guys in the right spots, even changing some coaching responsibilities potentially. A lot of things happening in an open week, uh, bye week for Alabama. Uh, but most of all, hopefully they are rested and ready to go. Good, bad, and ugly. And I. I agree. Virgil Williams made the following statement. I'm not sure Trevor Lawrence makes a difference Saturday. That freshman is legit. Uh, I agree. Uh, Joe, what was your assessment of DJ Uwe Unga Lale uh, in terms of how he played? I thought he played pretty well considering the circumstances. Now, obviously, uh, pretty tough to go up and play Notre Dame in South Bend, but he threw for over 400 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he, obviously, there's room to improve, but I thought he played pretty well. He didn't. Uh, he he didn't allow Notre Dame to score 47 points, and I think that's really what uh what doomed the Clemson Tigers. And I think you nailed it earlier when you talked about the line of scrimmage with Clemson or with with Notre Dame controlling the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense. I think that really uh, shifted the game in Notre Dame's favor. Yeah, when you think about it, this kid had no running game support. And what did we talk about Clemson last week, Joe? That that Clemson has been Alabama looks to be that this year. They've been what balanced with run and pass. And this kid had to pretty much carry that team on his arm. Even though Etn got involved in the game in the passing game, there was no running game to be had. And and I think he did unbelievable. And I think. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe they loaded the box more with him, and that could have maybe opened it up. But overall, I thought the kid played great. And as you said, he didn't play defense. So uh, that that hurts. But what about the tongue of Iloa, uh, uh, Joe? I mean, how proud uh, dad is Mr. Tongue of Iloa. Uh, he decided a while ago that he was going to get his boys to be quarterbacks at the uh, collegiate and NFL level. Uh, and one is doing his thing. Uh, quick assessment of uh, a slim, more athletic-looking uh, Tua that looks to be fully healed and even more athletic and agile than he was before. Well, I thought Tua looked really impressive playing against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I thought that uh, my biggest thing with Tua was whether he was going to be able to stay healthy and take those NFL hits. But he, he, just like you said, he looked slimmed down. He looks more athletic. He looks fearless out there running, running the ball. He, he took seven carries for 35 yards, most of those on scrambles, uh, on passing plays. But he controlled the football, controlled the game well. He ended up getting a, a, a victory over Arizona, who's a young, hot team, threw for over 200 yards no no turnovers so uh, I was pretty impressed with two and I think Dolphins fans should be pretty happy absolutely and then quickly uh is Talia Tungavaloa uh getting more respect or not getting as much respect because he's the younger brother of uh of Tua well, not getting enough respect probably because he's the younger brother playing at a smaller school, at a little bit lesser school. But uh, through a couple weeks now, after the first, after the rough first week, he's put two games together that are uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, when you watch him, he he looks the part. His decision making, to me, he, I don't know if he's big enough, athletic enough to play in the NFL, but he's definitely when it comes to making decisions. Um, I think it had been a little while. He was a little rusty, as you said, that first game. But the last two, he looks like a guy who can literally play the part. Uh, that that was good. How good is Trask? Is Trask getting overlooked in this Heisman conversation uh, in, in terms of uh, the Mac Jones? And it, Mac Jones getting getting some love now. So he's the number one guy in, in most rankings. But 
is trash getting disrespected by uh, Justin Fields jumping ahead of him already after just a couple of games. Yeah, I think Kyle Trask is a good quarterback. I think he really impressed me this past weekend playing against Georgia, putting up uh, big points for the Florida Gators. He, now he had that inter- that pick six, but outside of that mistake, I thought he controlled the game pretty well, and I thought that he was the real reason why Florida ended up victorious in that game. I, th- I, th- I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he's the first player in the history of the SEC to have five consecutive four-plus touchdown games. Uh, if you're playing in SEC, COVID-shortened season or not, you do that, you're legit and deserve to be somewhere in that conversation, if not in the top two or three uh, for sure. Uh, I think he's been underrated. And BYU get there. In, in terms of good, I think BYU is slowly putting themselves in a position uh, to maybe get a little conversation when it comes to the uh, college football playoffs when the rankings come out. I think BYU is definitely a good team, but I just don't know if they're got enough good teams on their schedule to uh, to get the respect needed to get into the college football playoff. I think they're going to end up running that UFC or UCF, excuse me, UCF path where they're at the end of the year sitting undefeated, but unfortunately get left out. Yeah, you know, I, I, someone earlier, I think it was Curtis Moore of the second, said, well, Miami's at number 10 or whatever they are, 9 or 10, because they hadn't don't have any key wins. Who the, Who is Ohio State played? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's so funny how we, like, like, I mean, they're in the same conference as Notre Dame and um, and, and, and Clemson, and, there, and there, there's that disparity. But anyway, I digress. Hey, from an ugly standpoint, did you see uh, the hit that happened in the Georgia game? Uh, they called it targeting. It was a nasty, vicious hit. Uh, on, on Kyle Pitts, yes. Yeah. But but I don't know that it was targeting. It was vicious. But when I, I paused it and stopped it at the moment of contact, and even the announcers themselves said he did everything he could to turn his head sideways. When he made contact with him, Joe, he was he was squatting down. His face, his helmet was turned sideways, and he contacted him with his shoulder. Pitt's helmet actually hit the other guy's helmet in the side that's why his helmet flew off it was ugly it was vicious but was it targeting it may not have been targeting but it was definitely a hit on a on a defenseless receiver which ultimately uh ends up being the same penalty i guess i always i always go what's defenseless receiver he squatted he bent down was he defenseless but but i guess my biggest question i was like what was he supposed to do because the next plot, the next play, a guy actually missed the tackle because he was trying to avoid hitting a receiver who caught the ball and was turning around, and he missed the tackle. So I, I just think it, 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 it's messing up college football, but we'll see. Oh, and one other big ugly is you got to hate to be Virginia Tech's head coach. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not, Joe, as we go off the air, but Virginia Tech calls timeout. The kicker, I mean, and they get they block the kick, run it back, and then of course, uh, they the team decides to go and get a few extra yards, fix up the yards, kicks the field goal, and Liberty and Hugh Freeze goes to seven and zero with the big win over Virginia Tech. A lot more to go and talk about. Minka Fitzpatrick, we'll talk about him on tomorrow with DC, as well as more LSU Alabama coming up. Thanks, Joe. Thanks to all the great callers. Thanks to all the great listeners on Tide 100.9. I'm Martin Houston, and we remind you that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Trust him, lean on him, and he will guide you and direct your path. Roll Tide. We are-